0: <laughs> Welcome back to another Next Lander podcast. This is our post-Thanksgiving podcast. I'm very thankful to have had a Thanksgiving in which things mostly went pretty fine. Traffic was okay. Family was great to see. Conversations were mostly apolitical. Alex Navarro, how are mm-hmm. you? Welcome back.
2: Thank you. Yes, I, I returned yesterday from the West Coast. Brad can verify this because mm-hmm. we spent time in the same physical space. I saw, I saw, I saw, a, I
1: saw a human being in person. It was weird.
2: Nice. I know it's just, the one you see every week on the internet. But uh, now I'm here in in your face. Well, sometimes we have to just confirm you're not some kind of
0: AI generated Alex Navarro. Uh, you know, if an AI generated me, they need to do they need to tweak that that algorithm a little bit. It's perfect. It's great. Toe to mm. tip, Alex Navarro. Uh, how was your time out there? Fine.
2: It was good. Yeah, yeah, I uh I mostly spent time with family, hung out, uh you know, did the Thanksgiving stuff, saw my my little niece and nephew. My niece turned 6 while I was out there. Aww. Uh she's getting very big. Uh that's what they do. It is. How dare they? <laughs> I know, right? And I also uh I I actually went and hung out with uh this guy Tom Gaffey who is the guy who has been the manager at that theater that I grew up at uh Since like the 1970s. Uh huh. Uh, and I just, I had not caught up with him in a long time. And so we had lunch and we just got to, I got, he took me around the building and showed me like their new audio equipment and all the stuff they have there. And also my old drum kit, which I donated there like years ago. Is still there? It's still there. They use it in the upstairs, uh, practice studio, which I guess is where someone gives, uh, music lessons. (laughs) And so that it's, it's pretty beat up, but it's still Uh there. And hey, I donated to them with, total understanding that they were going to beat the shit out of this thing. And apparently they did. So that's great. That's fantastic. The same symbols. The the symbols. I think those are gone at this point. Those have probably been broken. Uh, I didn't leave them too many symbols. I left them a couple, but uh, everything else I think has just been like donated from various people. That's super nice. Uh, Brad Shoemaker's here.
1: Hello. Hi. Hi. How many, how many, how many leftovers are still left over?
0: Oh, I mean for me we had uh we had very little we had almost I would Ooh. say a shockingly disappointingly low level of leftovers. We gave so this year we tried to do the thing where we bought containers for people to take home food in. Mm-hmm. Um but this year also we know some very nice friends and family they brought their own container reusable containers. So oh. a lot of stuff a lot of stuff went. We had to go we went with two turkeys um Yikes. because uh they didn't have a big enough single turkey, so we made two turkeys, which is nice because you get double the drumsticks. So That's true. Do- double the wings. That's how that works. But yeah, we we I I don't think we wound up with any carved turkey leftovers uh out of two thirteen to fourteen pound turkeys ish. I know. And what it's fun- good as a holiday so I, without I, leftovers. My wife said she's just going to buy a turkey. Good for us. Excellent. And a turkey for us.
1: Excellent. Uh so extra turkey.
0: You know they don't have them in the supermarket all year round. She said, "Now they're in there. I'm just going to go buy a damn turkey. We're going to eat some turkey. You could do
2: that. Turkey leftover turkey is one of the better leftovers. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, arguably the main appeal of the bird itself. (laughs) I mean, I like a fresh turkey. Yeah, turkey's okay, but I feel like it is it is maybe slightly overrated by the Mm. by virtue of the fact that it has the holiday attachment to it.
1: Oh, it's just so easy to screw up. Yeah, it's so up. easy to deliver dry turkey and totally oh. worse than dry turkey.
0: Do you guys all just use that Alton Brown turkey recipe from like that's been going around for 15 years? I've never cooked a turkey in my I, life yeah, I, my, right now.
1: My, my Thanksgiving turkey was a chicken from Costco.
2: So, OK, great.
1: And uh, uh, last year it was a duck. Oh, from, yeah, I remember from that. That's the great. market down the street.
2: Um, Sam didn't uh, didn't end up flying out with me, so she was uh, she got food from a local restaurant, and they accidentally gave her twice as much food as she ordered. Mm. Fantastic! So she did have a lot of leftovers, just not intentionally. Were Talk they there when got thanks. back? Yeah, yeah. yeah seriously. Well, did you get to have some? Uh, no, she ate it all by the time I got home. But okay. uh, she had also planned to make a bunch of spaghetti that was supposed to be the what where the leftovers ended up being. Ah. And so there was a bunch of leftover spaghetti for me when I got home. And that was fantastic. Was it just spaghetti or is there like a sauce? It was a meat sauce and vegetables. It was was delicious. Okay, great. Fantastic. Yeah, it was just it was just raw noodles. (laughs) They didn't even salt the water.
1: Uh, Speaking of raw noodles, we got we had we took a break from Thanksgiving leftovers to eat homemade Uh... pho one night. Oh, man. And that straight up had raw noodles in it that we had to cook. I'm more of a
2: ramen guy, but good pho is hard to beat. Yeah. It's, uh, it was far hard to
1: make. My understanding is yes. Okay. The broth, the broth in particular takes forever and it's a fine art.
0: Okay. Yeah. I've, uh, I don't think I've had fun in a long time. Um, uh, well, for that, you got to yeah, get some, yeah, I'm trying to think of a good pho pun, but uh, they're just too easy or too hard. It, yeah. It's not- they're either just it's right it's right there or it's it's, it's either up on the
2: tee, or yeah. like it
0: is a 90 mile
2: an hour screwball
0: yeah yeah so i'm not like kind of just not going to even try it because i'm going to fire it up um you did it what you hit We're it off, off the tee. good nope. job good um so yeah we had we had we had the turkey cranberries uh, a lot of pies we got a rhubarb pie which i'm always a fan of having around in the house rhubarb underrated underrated it's good good pie um what else did we have on the table? We had uh, uh, yams with the mushrooms on them. Not uh, no mushrooms. Uh, I'm imagine. sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yams no. with the marshmallow. What are you doing here? Uh, the marshmallow candy dams. Okay. I guess that's what people candy call dams. Them. Yeah, they are, aren't my favorite. You know, but um, are very good. Uh, somebody, of course, brought. A, we had a green bean casserole. We had uh, regular mashed potatoes, which I didn't even realize until the end of the day. So I usually carve the turkey. I love carving a turkey. Like it's one of my favorite things about thanksgiving you got the Mm -hmm. electric
1: knife no no
0: no Uh, no. i love okay this might sound a little for an analog knife yes that's right i I, you can really feel the warmth uh i this might sound like macabre it i just like separating all the joints like finding where the joints meet doing a nice separation and then separating like the thigh and the leg and like breaking apart that joint to get nice cuts of everything, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'll take the whole breast part off and then slice the breast uh, in one chunk and then slice the breast. I, like, I enjoy the part of basically butchering this animal to see if like, okay, every year I do it I kind of learn a little something new. I'll crack the joints and then I'll use a knife and you know, the whole thing. Um, and this time I got to do it twice because we had two turkeys. So I'm usually standing a- during a lot of the things. I didn't even set a table seating for me because uh so I didn't notice there were mashed potatoes until the mashed potatoes came back to get put away and I was like, Wait, there's mashed potatoes? And then I just ate them out of the serving dish. Excellent. And, yeah. That's kinda why there were no leftovers, because I kinda just ate everything out of the serving dish. Stuffing in the bird, out of the bird stuffing. Uh some people don't like it in the bird, some people um you know
2: I, I think I generally prefer it to be out of the bird. Out eventually. of the
0: bird? Okay. Well, you know, like like uh without the juices. Without the juices. Nah. Just gotta be yeah. careful
1: cornbread got to bust out the thermometer
0: <laughs> with the with the the stuffing
1: yes yeah
0: i like a crispy stuffing i like when it gets a little burnt a little
2: crunch a little yeah. bit of crunch goes a long way
0: um best thing i've ever had for coconut turkey has been the in bird thermometer that just the one that the digital one that just sits on the outside of the oven mm-hmm. and i just let it go i think it's 161 always and that's when i take it out and let it sit i put the little tinfoil hat on it again that Mm-hmm. I don't brine the turkey anymore. I did that
1: once. <laughs> don't want your turkey getting any ideas.
0: Yeah, tinfoil hat uh, stops the turkey from thinking, why am I now? <laughs> what, the What's The government's going on? trying to get inside your turkey's brain, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, good Thanksgiving. We had two of them. One, I went to my cousin's on Long Island. Traffic was exactly what I, you'd imagine it was going to Long Island. The other one was uh, at home. So double, th- double Thanksgiving, triple turkey. Good times. Good times. Nice
1: yeah we had we had mashed potato pancakes last night oh wait look. is Ooh, a mashed potato
0: pancake different than like a latka?
1: i don't know this was just okay. this was just let's form let's form these mashed potatoes into a patty in the pan and fry it
0: okay that sounds like a latka. do you put any onions in it no this was okay, just, 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 just pure straight, potato street potatoes that still sounds all right to me i love a mashed potato i think it po- potato might be my favorite food it's a very versatile vegetable like I love potatoes. Mm-hmm. I any form of a potato. Spoken like, like a true Irishman. <laughs> name any kind of prepared p- potato, and I think I I love it. I like baked, baked potato.
1: What would you say? I, I feel like I feel like I find the baked potato is probably the least popular preparation. Generally, baked potatoes is amazing. Some sour cream on that thing, butter. I'll just take it with
2: salt, Some chives. I feel, I feel like I know,
1: I feel like I know a lot of people that are not fans of baked potatoes.
2: Whenever my grandmother would take me to Wendy's, she always got that baked potato. That oh, was her man. thing. Baked potato. Uh, I like potato
0: chips. I like um, what uh I love when somebody wants to try and serve me a um what is it? Those twice-baked potatoes where you oh, yeah. you bake it and then you scoop it all out, then you mash it up and then you put it back in and bake it again. If you're going to take the time to bake. do that, hopefully, lord.
1: Hopefully added a whole lot of fat to it in the uh-huh. process.
0: Just dump butter and cream in that mm-hmm. thing and uh, stuff it back in the potato. Mm-hmm. Yeah, potato. Great food. No, uh, way up there. All right. Uh, was, we did it.
1: I was looking at my mom's broccoli casserole recipe because I swear this is going to be the year I'm finally going to post it. Mm -hmm. And I had never thought to look at the ingredients before in that stuff. And I was like, oh, wow, that's what I've been eating all these years. Is it just cream? Oh, my God. It's (laughs) like every kind of fat you can possibly think of (laughs) to add to an ostensible vegetable dish.
0: Yeah. But it's delicious, right?
1: Mhm. You just got to oh, no. portion it it's, out. It's man, it's it's the hit of the holiday every year.
0: We don't make a gravy because I just can't. Like I um years a decade ago plus I made my own gravy and I have not had a gravy since. That was it. It just took making it once to be <sighs> like oh. Oh, that's what this is, huh? Oh, mm-hmm. this is just pan drippings mm-hmm. and fat and mm-hmm. oh. I used to drink this like just out of the container. I need, to, I need to go sit down and go to confession or something. This I need to go to artery confession uh, and c- confess my sins.
2: As, I don't uh, think that's how you get rid of cholesterol, but not according means, to my doctor. Helps. Yeah, uh,
0: I've done. I've done uh, cholesterol. <laughs> if
1: they, if they, maybe they're handing out bowls of oatmeal at the confessional door. <laughs> I
0: the, give me three Quaker Oats and four Farinas and uh, yeah, and, and call you in the morning. Uh, our Farinas. All right. We've got some video games to go through this week. We're going to talk about Evil West. We're going to talk about that Resident Evil DLC. Poor old Rose. We're going to talk about Pentiment. And we're going to talk about Need for Speed Unbound, a game. Unbound. Unbound! Unbound! A game that's not supposed to come out for a couple of days here, December 2nd, but due to some wily machinations Uh Alex Navarro has. Let's start with Need for Speed Unbound. Alex, how did you get your hands on Need for Speed Unbound? It was remarkably simple, Vinny.
2: Just one neat trick. Uh-huh. They don't want you to know about? <laughs> you just have to pre-order the special
1: edition. Oh, no, they definitely want you to know about it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, are they you do sure? They- uh, hey, are you sure, so that's Brad? That's I'm, I'm uncertain of, because I knew this game existed, and I knew it was coming out, because they announced it uh, earlier this year, I believe. And I had completely forgotten about it by the time I started seeing people, I think yesterday, being like, Hey, EA just dropped that fucking Need for Speed game. If you uh, if you get the special edition or whatever, and so if you have EA Play or you buy the 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 extra edition, which gives you some extra cars and a few other things, I think uh, you can play right now. Uh, are they calling it a
0: beta or anything like that? No, they're just saying play early.
2: I mean, it's the EA Play thing, which is technically quote unquote early access, but it's not early access in the we are still working on it t- tense. Okay. More of the. We want you to to give us your money now, so you can just have it a few days early, kind of thing. And where did you get it? Xbox.
0: Okay, because I'm looking on Steam. Yeah, and I can't see if they have a. I mean, they have the uh, EA Play option, but on the eighty dollar version, because this game is seventy dollars yes. across the board. It is seventy dollars across the board.
1: <laughs>
2: Wait, uh,
1: is the eighty dollar version really called the Palace Edition? <laughs> it sure is. Amazing. I don't even know what that means, but that's amazing.
2: I don't either, and I've been playing this game for a couple of hours. I don't really know what that that refers to. So I'm not sure if you do get that
0: early access in the Palace Edition on the PC. Maybe not. You definitely
2: yeah. do on Xbox, and I think you do on PS5 also.
0: Okay. I'm just... Yeah, I'm just not seeing... Oh, man. Oh, look at all these things in the Palace So here's the Edition. thing. It
2: didn't say anything when I was when I was downloading it. It did not say you get to play it on X date. It's just like, you get to play it early. Okay. But it's like, that is all the wording you get about it.
0: Yeah. And there are no steam reviews uh, on steam right now. So yeah. Anyway, you played it. Tell me about it. I'm playing it.
2: Yeah. And so this is criterion or the version of criterion that currently exists. Uh, Criterion has gone through several iterations in recent years, but uh, it is a co-developed project. I believe with the Codemasters people because Codemasters is now part of EA, as you may remember. Uh, and getting this surprise dropped kind of like this, and maybe it wasn't actually a surprise. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but it does feel like this kind of caught some people off guard. Um, I, w- I kind of feared the worst. I kind of mm. feared like, oh, maybe this is not so good.
1: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. It, is, it hasn't even been that long since they announced it, has it? It was this year, I think. It definitely was. It was only like, maybe I'm wrong. I feel like it's not been more than three or four months since they even announced this thing
2: i think it was during the summer but i don't remember exactly where and when
0: i also feel like it was kind of a kind of a surprise drop on the news I, I think i remember we were going over the news and we were like hey this is also out there this this trailer for yeah, yeah. i don't think it was during the yeah, like, press conference well
1: it leaked a few days before the official announcement oh okay which was part of it
0: um, yes okay right and so this game has what kind of art style
2: uh, so, okay, there's a couple of things I don't necessarily love about it. And one of the things is the way it tries to blend art. Um, the core game looks like a new need for speed game. When you're driving around the cars, they look fairly realistic. It's a big open world city you're driving around in. Lakeshore is what they call it, but it's basically supposed to be Chicago. Um, the character art is all cell shaded, mm-hmm. uh, in a very stylized way. And there are these little, flares is what i would call them uh these these visual effects that will come off the car when you pull off a successful drift or you use nos that i'm going to say it's not this because you wouldn't need to do this in a video game there's like the technology doesn't apply here but it's it this is the closest analoging draw is something like rotoscoping okay where it looks like it is hand-drawn stuff kind of exploding out of the car that looks realistic looks realistic okay yeah because so, the cars themselves look realistic they are real cars
0: But is it, um, like, the stuff I was seeing in just video of it made it look like there's also, like, when you peel out, the smoke looks cel-shaded. Yes, all those,
2: those like, visual flares that come off the car, that is all kind of, like, hand-drawn style. Okay. How's it working for you? You said you kind of, you didn't love it, but... I like the car stuff. I do think the car stuff has some some neat pizzazz to it, uh, and I don't use that term lightly. (laughs) Um, The character art is a little less interesting to me. I think... Honestly, if they were going to go that route, I kind of wish they had done the entire game in a more stylized way because the characters just look a little last gen, if you know okay. what I mean. Like it looks like the way you would apply cell shading in an early PS4 or Xbox 1 game because you can't you're not harnessing the horsepower, but you want it to give it a distinctive look.
0: I yeah, some of the video I'm seeing, I, I I think I get what you're saying. I'm going to call this art style with the drawing on top of the existing art—a very Mitchell's versus the machines, very kind of uh,
2: Spider-Man. That is, v- that is that is mean to those things. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like yes, it's got this. Yeah, I can see it.
0: We're like we're uh, Spider-Man uh, into the Spider-Verse style of okay, we're going to add like the Bam or this kind of out of style, um, almost sketching on top yes. of this uh, photorealistic
2: thing. It not is that- totally going for that. Yeah. It is not as effective as those things that it's referencing, but I think on the car stuff, at least it, like, yeah, on it the does make stuff. things stand up. Stand I, out I mean, a
1: little I, I kind of like looking at this footage. I kind of see what you, or I, I, I know you were talking about the characters, but I see what you mean about like, maybe the whole game should have been more stylized in this way, yeah. because like they're still just going for fidelity and realism on the actual cars and the city and, the general look of the world and then having these crazy, like very flamboyant graphical effects popping around. It just seems like it clashes a little bit where like maybe the whole thing, the whole visual treatment in general should have had like a layer of this to make it all kind of mesh better.
2: Yeah. I mean, it doesn't feel completely out of step with each other, but I just, I think the character stuff is where it really, you notice it because the characters just don't look that interesting. And a lot of what they're doing what they're doing to try and prop that up a little bit is it has a almost like Def Jam fight for New York style. Like here's all this licensed gear you can unlock and outfit your character in like vans is just in there, you know, like, like, like actual clothing brands have stuff in here. And, you know, it seems like there's a pretty good variety of that stuff. Like the character creator, there's, it's not super deep, but like there's enough there that you can make like a fairly, you know, distinctive looking character. But, but, My only real beef with the game, like the art style stuff aside, the only real beef, and this is not a thing that is uniquely worse than just about any other game in this franchise, but the dialogue and personality stuff, the attitude (laughs) is not great. It's not horrible, it's not unbearable, but it is definitely like a little, hey, we're talking street, but in a very T for teen kind of way. Mm. There's a little bit of cussing, but not that much. And also, there are some specific line reads that I feel like that feel like placeholders that somehow found their way into the final game. Like people like stuttering through sentences or just not getting any of the emotional content they're supposed to be delivering behind the line type stuff. Okay. Um, I mean,
0: maybe you're right. I don't know. This one. But the mechanics and the gameplay mode seem fine.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I haven't gotten terribly deep into it. I, I just started booting it up today. I played for a few hours. Um, it's an open world city. Uh, they start you out like you're driving to places on the map. You go, you do your, your street races. You build up heat as you are driving around, both in the, uh, in the actual races and also just in the open world. Once your heat meter starts reaching certain levels, the cops will get a lot more aggressive about trying to chase you down. They will do it during races, but they will also do it in the open world if your heat level is too high and you have to lose them. Um, doesn't, I, I, I haven't tried the online multiplayer stuff yet, so I don't know if there's any, like, cops versus street racers, like, you know, team versus team type stuff, but it seems like, at least in the story mode, you're just playing as the, the racers, um, but the actual driving feels fine, is the thing, like, it has that feel of, like, a pretty good Criterion or a pretty good Need for Speed game, like, it's, it's, it's not very weighty, but it is very drifty in the way that those games I feel like are kind of supposed to be. And I feel like I've got a, I got a pretty good handle on how to handle the cars like quickly.
1: Are the activities interesting at all? I mean, like, is there anything out of the ordinary to do out in the open world or is it pretty much stuff you've seen?
2: I have a feeling there might be more that I haven't seen yet, but everything I've seen so far has mostly just been street races. Um, and you know, they're there. The AI is reasonably challenging. It's, you are definitely collecting more cars as time goes along and obviously getting more gear for your character. But that seems to be the main thrust of it.
0: Are there other players running around your world?
2: I have not seen any. It's possible that maybe there's some icon I missed that is like, hey, here's an online player you could challenge or something. But I haven't mm-hmm. noticed that yet. Do you have a character that is like a character? or you Yes, a you create a character. There you is do? a story, okay. though it is. I, I mean, from what I've seen so far is a pretty light one. Uh, it's literally just like your foster dad runs a garage and you and your sister are getting up to antics and then street racing. Is it like racing for pinks kind of thing? Are we past fast and furious? No racing for pinks that I've seen though. I'm sure that that there will be like, you can win this person's car races at some point. I don't know. Um, but everything up to this point has been some races have buy-ins. You have to have that cash stored up before you can get into those. The free ones, they're, they're lower reward, but obviously no risk. Uh, the buy-in ones, and basically, like, you get a certain amount of money depending on where you place. So, obviously, first place gets the most. I've had a hard time getting first place in some <laughs> of the harder races, but you're still getting more, th- far more than what you put in if you get, like, second or third. Uh, is it? Are we still Fast and Furious? That is a good question. Is Fast and Furious even still Fast and Furious? No, anymore? I, it has kind of gone off into a new world all of its own. Um, yes, I think a little bit of that stuff has kind of worn off now that the Fast and Furious movies themselves are basically dumb guy Mission Impossible <laughs> movies. And I say that with love. I do love yeah. them, uh-huh. um, but yeah, I don't think the street racing culture that was kind of at the you know the height when those movies were coming out and when like need for speed was at its peak is the same. I don't think it has the same level of cachet. Are they racing any electric cars? Uh, Not that I have seen though. You know, I'm not saying it's, there aren't any in there. I just haven't seen any yet.
0: Okay. I wonder how those are doing in the, like, like, I don't know, street
2: race scene. They've got pep, right? Mm. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if they have that kind of pep. I don't know how NOS goes with an ion battery. No, but they you just make, I don't
0: know, tweak the, I have no idea, but uh, I they, either. they have some, any, any, I don't have an EV, but anyone I've been in, the acceleration on the torque on those things seems ridiculous. Uh, yes.
2: In a way that. They do just kind of tend to take off on you. And they do just kind of go. So yeah, I don't know. I think the uh, top I, speed might be where you have a problem mm, there. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, so the thing I'll say about this is that I don't know if this is a $70 good game, at least out of my, you know, my initial impressions. But I don't feel like it is the abject disaster I was kind of girding myself for as a game that feels like it just kind of slipped in under the radar as an EA product at $70. You know what I mean?
1: So to fill in a detail from earlier, this game was barely announced more than six weeks ago.
0: Oh, wow. Was it really that
1: short? This game was announced on October 7th, and it is still November.
0: What are they doing? So maybe, maybe, I mean, you're still pretty early in. Maybe they're. Uh, uh, maybe I'm, it gets thin I didn't want to sell it short
2: because maybe not but yeah maybe there's not a lot to it I don't I know mean, there it, is online multiplayer so like there is stuff outside of the career story mode but I don't know like it it, it doesn't feel bad enough for EA to want to bury it based on what I've played so far
0: especially with EA's 2022 release calendar seeming fairly thin it's this in sports dude like that's yeah, man, it.
1: they really don't ship a lot of games anymore
0: well, they uh, we talked a little bit before, but there's, you know, they put a lot into, or I assume they're banking on a lot of yeah. the Apex seasons and yeah, some of their I other know. free-to-play games.
1: I'll, I'll, well, grant that, I'll grant that a lot of the statements we make about things that are coming out <laughs> carry a lot of heavy implication, mm-hmm. such as, you, you know, like in this case, I'm basically saying, like, they don't ship a lot of, like, unique standalone kind of self-contained games that are not part of, like, some ongoing live service or some long running for one of their two billion dollar franchise. Yes, mm-hmm.
2: right.
0: Uh, I'm trying to think of anything that I, I can't find a good list of EA released games that aren't just I mean, this year it was Madden. It was about. FIFA
2: and uh, they are an NHL and they delayed college football, which is supposed to come out next year <laughs> to 2024.
1: Yeah, like there were no EA originals at all this year. Is that true? I mean, EA Originals is a specific label. I don't. I don't mean just original games from EA. I yeah, mean, that's, yeah. That's, like, that's their. That, they that's didn't even
2: have anything they signed to that, put out yeah, under that, that label.
1: That that's the the like kind of imprint that put out like Unravel and it is takes that two. Lost in
0: Random. Is that uh, EA yes,
1: Lost in Random was one of those. So they didn't even have any releases under that label this year.
2: Yeah. Okay. Wild stuff. No, no yeah. battlefield, of course. Right. And I get it, like, look, they're not the only publisher that had this scenario, like, several have had to have a long wind-up for next year in 2024, as opposed to putting stuff out this year, but I feel like EA in particular, obviously they have their two cash cows in Madden and FIFA that they can rely on, no matter how bad they are, Uh, but, I mean, Need for Speed has not been in a great place in some years, but I would think that a new one of those, especially Mm -hmm. coming from Criterion, such as it is, would warrant more than six weeks of wind-up yeah, in terms I, of promotion. Right.
0: Like, we haven't had one in three years or so, and then um, there's just not a lot on EA's I mean, register yeah. for coming out.
1: So, yeah, it's, it's weird. I don't, I don't think there's been, like, a universally hailed Need for Speed since the last Criterion one, right? Which was... Or not even that, because, like, most wanted... Like, Hot Pursuit was the last one I remember. The one
2: that came everybody. out around the PS4 launch.
1: So, well, that was Rivals, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah. Which did not... I mean, I, I didn't play. I played very little of it. I'm not speaking from experience, but I don't think it did not hit at all. But Most Wanted was before that, which was, sorry, I'm looking at, okay, yeah, Rivals was a Criterion game, actually.
2: I thought Rivals was okay. Hopper Pursuit was better.
1: Yeah, Hopper Pursuit was the one like ever, everybody, including me, went nuts for, and then they put out Most Wanted after that, and I think that one was a little bit less of a thing. Yeah, the, I, the last I, like three I or four need, need for Speed releases have just been complete non-events.
0: And there was a, there was just uh, I've lost track of this series. So there was a Need for Speed, just they. Yes, fall so there reduce. was one they okay. just tried
1: as a reboot. Okay, yeah, and there was also Payback and Heat.
0: Okay, and huh.
1: those all just kind of came and went. Well, will this one come in here too?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. We'll
2: we'll see. Gonna I'm more gonna more keep it? playing it, Okay. But, like I said, uh, early impressions are it seems like a perfectly cromulent driving game, but I don't know if I'd pay seventy bucks for it personally.
0: That's the adjective everybody associates with Need for Speed, cromulent. Yes. You know, that's that's what that's what the marketers want to put out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex put Navarro, it on the box. Alex Navarro, Nextlander, cromulent. It's
2: a perfectly cromulent driving <laughs> game.
1: Yeah, that's what. It, <laughs> what, what, what does it mean? Who can say? What <laughs> you want it to mean?
2: The part they would just they would slice it out with like dot dot dots on the uh-huh. other end. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's That's right. Uh all right. Well, that is
0: Need for Speed Unbound. It is $70 wherever you're going to pick up your Need
2: for Speed Unbound. Or 80 bucks if you want to get it now and if also get, get the extra now. stuff.
0: That's on PS5, Xbox, uh Series X or S and the PC on the Steam, I guess is worth mentioning. Uh though EA has has been on Steam for a bit. I can't remember who's on, yeah, who's off again.
1: It's, it's been a while okay. since they I think they were
0: one of the first back? we talked
1: about, we talked about that last week with Ubisoft coming back to steam. I, I, EA is the first one I remember kind of buckling and okay. Like they were the first ones out there with their own store. Cause origin came out a million years ago. And then they were all also the first ones to come crawling back.
0: Uh, so yeah, catch it. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some more video games like evil West, that RE village expansion and pentiment stick around. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rad shoemaker Alex Navarro. I bet
2: you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions, and at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take
0: time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything, to find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Maker, do you live a subscription lifestyle?
1: I am just a walking monthly bill at this point.
0: <laughs> It's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some. Uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one. It says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200 My god. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash NextLander. That's rocketmoney.com slash NextLander. Rocketmoney.com slash NextLander. Thanks, Rocket Money. All right, we're back and it is time. To not mess up the name of this steampunk demon West game, this is
1: not weird. This is Evil West. Yes. Came in here. Evil West. 2022's West trilogy concludes (laughs) with Evil West. Weird Weird West and then Uh Hard West 2.
2: Also, don't forget uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah, there's the Uh, uh,
1: honorable mention to Forbidden West. So we've
0: had a decent amount of your, let's say, um, this, this one is probably more on the steampunk side, but some of them have been on the de- more demonic side uh, of the West. Uh, what is, Alex, is there, a, is there a genre I'm reaching for here, but not finding in this like kind of the West, but uh, Alternate historical? Yeah, I don't know what I'd call it. I'm not sure what I would call it. Like, Victor- not quite Victorian West. I don't know. It's um. this is, is Steam West, Steam West, but demons. Okay. So, so this is um. Flying Wild Hog. Yes. Uh Doing this. And who are Flying Wild Hog? For
1: um, my sake? Aren't they? Didn't they just people, can, people fly? can fly? I'm pretty sure I if they didn't actually like spin off of that, meaning developers from there started it and it sure feels like it because it sure feels like they definitely it, yeah. make that same style of ridiculous over the top action game. Mostly.
0: So, Evil West is a third-person 360 game. What yeah. came through a time portal, landed here, and really reminds me of flavors now of God of War. Uh, and it's not mm. just because you punch your fist through the chest, top of the chest, <coughs> to get the loot. It's a lot of, you're going to do some traversal, and you're going to dump you into an arena where you're going to fight some guys, and then when you're done fighting them, uh, you're going to see a chain that is there, and you're going to climb up that chain. It is um. Also, the controls uh, in the combat feel very God of War. A lot of pop-ups, keep somebody up in the air. A lot of button combinations on the third-person combat. Um, I have enjoyed it so far. The writing is very much in that... uh, What is that um, People Can Fly game that was...
1: Which one? uh, Bulletstorm? Bulletstorm. The writing was the go-to... Well... I don't. This seems a little smarter than that to me so far.
0: <laughs> when you say uh, smarter, what do what you what are you trying to say? They're
1: they're on their. I mean, it, it's it's a Wild West game with like you know magic gauntlets and vampires and all kinds of. They're on their way to Belmontville,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: Is kind of was kind of the moment okay. for me when I heard when I when I heard Belmontville. I was like, all right, they know wh- exactly what they're doing here. It's
0: still has a vibe to me, and I, I don't know if this is true. It's just the vibe I get of people writing. 1800s 19th century Western US Western dialogue that are non English speakers like it's got a weird cadence and people say things that are just like it's got a machismo to it that is not quite tongue in cheek that Mm -hmm. makes me wonder when they say these things am I supposed to think this is cool or am I supposed to think these people are are gonna like um, be put in their place you know what I mean sure that that vibe is it like are you do you guys think when they're saying this it sounds very cool or are we supposed to be corny here Uh, i'm not quite sure where it's landing with some of the dialogue and the character the the kind of cigar chomping characters um that they have
1: i I find like i i I usually with stuff like this i find the is this self-aware question to be entirely unknowable (laughs) <laughs> unknowable. There's, there yeah. is no way to tell if they knew exactly what they're doing here or not. So they well have
0: just, not showed their hand yet. Might as uh, well just
1: enjoy the ride. Yeah, I, I didn't think I was going to check this out until I saw Dan Riker tweeting about it, where he called he called it some real deal Xbox 360 era B-game bullshit. Yeah, that sounds I, about right. And, and it very much feels like that. I mean, combat's interesting. It's like, it's kind of a shooter, but not really kind of more melee focused. Like, you're having to you're having to interrupt like bigger enemies uh attacks with a specific move to stop them because otherwise you can't knock them out of like war I'm just saying uh, unless you use a specific counter uh yeah like you said pop-ups and juggles on the melee like the shooting is like it almost auto-aims for you pretty much yeah like like the like your sidearm like I kind of I realized what kind of game this was when I realized you don't even aim your pistol like, there are two ways to shoot the pistol. It's either one shot or just hold the button down, and he just like fans Dan's the six shooter gun. like it's a machine gun. <laughs> um, but even when they give you a rifle, it's like kind of an interesting concept for a shooter that I don't feel like I've seen before. Like, when you're in shooting area or sequences, like enemies as they're about to shoot you will have like a weak point pop on them, and it's just mm-hmm. this very obvious, like glowing target. You pretty much just have to like vaguely left trigger in their direction, and it will just shoot that weak point for you. And yeah, that's the only, usually a one-hit kill.
0: The only problem I've had with it is maybe if you aren't lined up squarely with an enemy, yeah. it, it doesn't seem to hit. And that'll go to some of the other kind of gripes I have with it later. But, uh, yeah, we want to continue down. Because there's a lot in the mechanics here. Yeah, there's, like, kind of a down. surprise.
1: There's a decent amount of depth. I mean, like, you've got kind of a lunging punch that you can close, close the gap with. Like, yeah. there's a different type of punch that will knock enemies into specific environmental stuff. Like Superman punch, yeah. Yeah, you can, like, Superman punch enemies into, like, spiked Ooh. stuff. And that's like yep. a one hit kill too. Did you get um, your
0: electric gauntlet? No. So you get you get on the so that's mostly right trigger stuff. On the left trigger, you wind up with this basically electric grapple that you can either zoom in towards enemy or pull enemies towards you. Uh and kind of all the weird combinations you have on the right side of the controller, you get on the left side of the controller. Forward and L B, forward back and L B, forward and uh left trigger. I'm playing on the Xbox and uh you know, it flushes it out, but It quickly kind of adds up into your. you're in a combat arena. Again, this is very God of War. You're in a combat arena. There are going to be arrows showing you that enemies are going to be coming at you, attacking you from off screen, right? Peripheral arrows. So you can either break your combat and try and dodge. I have not found a quick turnaround, which uh, I wish there were uh, in this game. But very much like God of War, you've got to have some situational awareness in Your enemy encounters because you don't get invulnerability a lot of the time when you're engaged in a combo. Like, you're engaged in a combo. You do get a death move if the combo... It's very God of War. Again, if you Mm -hmm. whittle down an enemy low enough, you get a kind of uh, move that can lock you into an animation, which might regen some health also. Health is also on a timer. You get, like, this health pack that you can pop, and it, um, it times out. You get a shotgun which breaks shields. You get... All these things that are neat and great and fun, I'm going to go into some of my complaints about it. Okay. I'm ready. I think out of the box on the Xbox Series X, the quality mode does not run well. It is uh, a performance mode runs pretty well, but I think the trade-off in the graphic, especially in the opening bits where you're kind of outside, the trade-offs are noticeable for me, or at least for me, Yeah,
1: the performance mode is super smooth on a series X, but it is, it's like very noticeably low res.
0: Yeah. It's like the lighting pass took off, like went, like you just turned off a lighting pass or something. um, And going into performance mode and going back into quality mode, you notice the frames and it's, I've gone back and forth. Unfortunately, you have to restart the entire game for those settings to take effect.
1: That's a weird one for sure. Yeah.
0: Uh the other thing is a lot of the enemy designs there's just not enough contrast in the game so stuff gets lost in the backgrounds especially in kind of darker inside cavernous areas where you have a lot of enemies and it all kind of mushes together on the color palette it's i don't i don't mm. I don't know if you notice this Brad but it's just like it it just has like a everything seems to have a similar it's busy and it has, seems to have a similar yeah. color palette where it's kind of hard to pick out enemies sometimes And, you know, you're, again, managing a lot of things on the field at one time. So, you know, you can only Superman punch one enemy at a time. So you wind up, you know, I wind up punching an enemy, then trying to work the entire crowd towards the next environmental hazard. So they follow me and then, like, try and circle back around and punch another enemy. But it's generally pretty neat. Their story is so silly. You know, it's basically... Mm -hmm. Um, What I can get so far is vampires in the Wild West. It's probably best explained by saying it's men in black, but in the Wild West, you you are a knowing Wild wild West starring Will Smith. Pretty much. You are you are a secret U.S. Organization, sanctioned U.S. Organization that is out there. Well, well, if it's sanctioned, I'm out (laughs) keeping keeping the rest of humanity safe uh, from the unknowable evils out there like these vampires and on the vampire side, this is actually kind of novel. I thought it was kind of neat. There's a faction of vampires that understand that humans are accelerating with technology past where vampires can keep up. So they feel like, Oh, the humans are going to wipe us out because they're basically just moving ahead with technology and we can't just overpower them anymore. So if we don't do something, we're going to be in trouble and, and become extinct interesting uh yeah and i think that faction also leads into doing dubious things with bloodlines and accelerated Mm. vampirism and corrupting the blood and that whole thing and you're out there and you're the son of the the uh commissioner i don't know the 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 one who's leading the men in black uh uh thing your your name is jesse and you're out there, and you're the sun, and you your don't last, want a desk job.
1: Your last name is Rentier, also. Rentier. Not yeah. sure if they're trying to. I'm not sure if there's some like f- 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 vaguely veiled commentary going on here, but anyway. Uh,
0: um, wait, what's the what's the Rentier comment? What would I,
1: that be? I, I don't know, man. We're living in a time of economic.
0: <laughs> Are the bad guys landlords? I,
1: that's, that's yes. <laughs> I don't think so.
0: <laughs> okay, oh, like a renter. <laughs> um,
1: uh, yeah, I don't know. A, anyway,
0: it, you got a cool gauntlet. Uh, that has all these special abilities on it. And you kind of bust your way through. Very 360 arena. uh, you know, sidle along a cliff, get to your next arena, maybe do some um environmental puzzling. Like I guess yeah, that kind of got a war.
1: It's it's okay. It's it's not blowing my mind. It's kind of exactly what I thought it was going to be. It's it's fifty bucks, which is the new forty bucks, I guess we should point out. Like it's
2: not <laughs> It's true. Fifty is the new forty.
1: It's not it it is technically a not full priced game. Yeah. Not quite sure it's there at 50 bucks. Maybe after it goes on a sale, I would be a little more enthused about it. I would, um, if
0: there were a, a better path on the frame rate on the quality side, I, I think I would feel a lot more strongly about this game. Yeah.
1: Like it is, it is very visibly lower resolution on the performance mode on console. Yeah. Like, and, and they're doing, I'm not sure if they're doing some kind of up sampling or AA or something that just makes everything look super muddy. Yeah. Like yeah. Very fuzzy and not, not, like, it a lot of the detail gets lost, but uh, I'll, I'll take frame rate any day. I don't know, the the thing I was most surprised about, and it's not really unique to this game, was reading that tweet of Dan's and realizing that I've got nostalgia for that era, mm. for those types of games, mm-hmm. and then thinking to myself, like, what, how the fuck do I have nostalgia for the Xbox 360? That's still the new console, right? Like... Oh, buddy. Like... <laughs> somehow, somewhere, somewhere in my mind, the 360 and the PS3 are always going to be the new consoles. Mm. And, and yet, I don't know if that's because there's so much continuity from those to the ones that came after them to the current ones or not. Like, not much has changed since those came out conceptually. I so- don't know. But What
0: is what is like, it about that?
1: I don't, well, I mean, a lot of stuff changed. Like No, 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 like, what is it about the 360? No, that's what I'm saying. A lot of stuff changed when that console came out. Like, a lot of yeah. what we just take for granted as part of the modern video game platform was defined when that thing launched hmm. in terms of friends lists and parties and online communication and achievements and digital distribution and like, X, Y, and Z things that you take
0: for granted as, as
1: part of the package now of modern video game consoles started there and haven't changed all that much since.
0: Well, what I was kind of getting at was like, do I is it 360 nostalgia for me or is it that style of Unreal Engine game Mm. that is like those just chunky dude bro characters uh, that have like, you know, thighs and ankles the size of a column right like this mm-hmm. is very much it's, that chunky yeah. game yes
1: there's definitely some of that in here
0: that Gears of War just like oh, all I know right. the chunk yeah the chunk of just that to me is very 360 Uh and like oh we also like textures <laughs> like we, we, we were able to put as opposed to let's say the Playstation 2 and you know the um xbox where things were still not textured out all the way or the textures just felt like a stretched fabric over something i feel like the 360 really got a lot of textures right and we had this game basically looks like this game just this game looks like a remaster of a 360 game you know what i mean you know it's like oh yeah like
2: there's a coat of polish on there that you wouldn't have gotten on that platform but like structurally it still feels very much like something of that era
0: yeah if they're like we're like oh we made a we made a 2022 version of Evil West and like, oh, that's cool. This game looks good. You know, gotcha. looks, you know, that's that's what it feels like to me, where the mechanics of it still feel like of a time. It's got your, even the skill trees feel like of a time. You know, it's uh, um, you go in there and you're dropping a couple of points in, very light
2: kind of RPG. I have mechanics. nothing against a skill tree of an Elden time. I don't <laughs> know that I love the current model of skill trees as much. Yeah.
0: I I'm enjoying my time with it. It's not on normal not very hard uh it's actually fairly breezy so far i think i died twice in a in i don't know three or four hours it's fu- kind of fun i don't know you don't have to think, think too hard about it yeah. yeah
1: yeah it's it's decent i mean there's there's more i think to the combat than meets the eye like it yeah. there's, there's a little more management of like crowd control and stuff than you might think it's you know it's all
0: right it's something like a little in the storytelling, a little square enix about the storytelling. Either, like, sure. Like, either, man, maybe Capcom. Like, there's something binary domain or Resident Evil about what's going on with the
2: storytelling.
1: Yeah, or, like, I mean, I, I never played Shadows of the Damned, but I saw some people throwing that out as a comparison. Sure, sure. okay. Um, yeah.
2: That that's a game I have been meaning to revisit <laughs> at some point because I remember it being pretty good, but I have no idea if that one holds up at all. I, I just well, the talking I just, gun. Yes. Okay. Gabriel Hotspur. Yes, Gabriel Hotspur. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hot
1: okay. I googled yeah. I googled Xbox 360 B games to see if anybody's done the comprehensive ranking, but well, we tried. Sadly, right? it's just it's just a lot of alphabetical lists of games starting with starting B. with B. Boo. Um. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I I, like anybody that's got nostalgia for that kind of dumb action game. It's also very linear unless Mm -hmm. unless it opens up later, which I doubt I've gotten
0: to another hub like base, but it hasn't let me like choose a mission yet. Okay.
1: yeah, it's it's pretty linear from what I've seen. Um, I don't know. It just it, it is kind of a fun throwback. Yeah, I just continue to be a little disturbed. That this sort of thing is now a throwback, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then also before we know it, the Xbox 360 will be 20 years old. So,
0: yeah, you're gonna have an Xbox 360 Mini on a shelf at some point. Uh, with, yeah. With well, we
2: almost got a what is it the there's the streaming box. Remember that was a little mini console. Yeah.
1: Well, that yeah. got canceled,
2: but yeah, yeah, I know. Sadly. You'll
0: get you'll get one with Dark Sector packed in. Dark and, Sector. <laughs> God. You know yeah the, it comes
2: with that bionic commando reboot yeah
0: bionic commando dark sector and dark void are just going to be uh, mm-hmm. packed into your xbox 360 mini god help oh. us all right that is evil west it is out uh now available across the xbox uh well actually i think yeah okay xbox family it is on xbox one and playstation 4 so uh you can get that on a uh, playstation family xbox family and pc Let's talk about Resident
1: Evil. Oh, my favorite subject. So this Resident is Evil.
0: Uh-huh. This is the Winter's expansion, but specifically we're talking about the uh, roses.
1: Sh- it Shadows, called? Shadows of Rose.
0: Shadows of Rose. Yeah, so, I guess
1: the, that's the main thing worth talking about. And I mean, there's other stuff in the Winter's expansion, uh, but that's uh, the kind of actual new content, although maybe not quite as new as I was hoping for.
0: So, I'll just say this out of the gate. Resident Evil Village, game that came out uh, X amount of years ago. There might be some spoilers in here and talking about the Shadows of Rose. Stuff. Yeah, kind of unavoidable. Not, I'm not that's, gonna, that is, a, that yeah. is
1: definitely unavoidable because that's the yeah. whole premise. The ending of Village is the premise for the setup here.
0: So, I'm not going to I'm not gonna fret too much about it. That is their game. This is the DLC. Brad, tell me how you're enjoying it so Man, far. Man,
1: I love Resident Evil Village. I'm just going to say that off the bat. Okay. I, I think back very fondly on the time. I spent playing through that game um, just to set the stage a little bit. I just okay. to say mm-hmm. that. Um, so you play as Rose, who is the infant in Village, who you're yep. kind of trying to find the whole game. She's now like in high school. She's in. Oh, she- so you don't
2: play as a baby. Got it. No, no.
1: <laughs> this, this would be way more interesting if you did. <laughs> um, she, she is shown at this age in the ending, I think in the kind of post credit scene of Village. Uh, where like she's being taken of,
0: care of. She's by. like
1: working with Chris's, whatever the fuck Chris's spec ops outfit, like bioweapon outfit is called this week. Yeah, um, right. She's anyway, not, enti- not entirely human. The premise of this is that she hates being a mold baby. Well, because, oh, mold because, baby. Because all of the mean girls in high school treat her like a monster for having weird powers and like glowing veins and stuff, which.
2: It'll happen. Well. Know, High school is a tough time yeah. in
1: general. She she is not. She really wants to be rid of her her mold powers. And okay. one of Chris's associates shows up with a way to do that. <gasps> and it okay. requires going inside the memories of the mutamy Oh, boy. So, like, from the what mold. I've seen, the entirety of this DLC so far has taken place where bodily she is actually just like standing there in a lab in front of a jar. Okay. Because mm-hmm. it's all like in her head. It's all like this, the whole game is like a giant dream sequence so far um that's kind of rad actually which had promise and again she's got weird powers and i was like and and the first like 20 30 minutes of this thing the intro does some like blending of like oh you're in the lab one minute then you go through a door and now you're in some castle dank dungeon basement thing like you know just like blending of blending of environments what is real kind of shit uh some super creepy sound design like visuals like it's really gross and unpleasant and then after about half an hour, you're just kind of back in the castle from Village. Okay. And I have not gotten past that yet. And so. All right. I don't know.
0: Like So she's she's got powers in the real world. And then yes. she yeah, also has but, powers in her dream world.
1: Yeah, you don't really see any of that, though, so far. Okay. Like, I was hoping, like, oh, you're going to, like, roll around. Yeah. Also, this is a third person. I should point out um, the Winter's Expansion also adds a third person mode to the base game. Mm. which is exactly what you think it is it just makes it play like re4 um but that's optional but in this dlc it is it is mandatory you have to play third person so oh uh but i mean whatever in practice like it's plenty of our resident evil games have played exactly like this the thing i was going to say though is it becomes a pretty standard third person shooter because so far all of the fighting i've been doing has just been with a pistol and other guns Mm -hmm. Um, the only place I've seen the powers used so far is in more kind of environmental puzzle solving actually I don't even know if I'd call it puzzle solving so much as there's like there's like mold growths and shit all over the castle that just block your path to a lot of different areas and you get like you get like an amplifier that lets her like utilize one of her powers to like dissolve that mold And and then you can go to new parts of the castle but it's very much just like walk up to this mold bud and like hold R one until it dissolves. And now I can walk through there. mold. Does it feel bud, like just gating? Is such
2: a phrase. Yeah.
1: Like that's, it's, it's just like gating. There, there may okay. be more later. Like I said, um, so far it's just been fighting pretty standard shambler, zombie type enemies with guns as the no actual werewolves? combat. Not seen any werewolves so far. So um, far. The, the most interesting thing about this thing is that once she gets into the castle, she, there's some kind of presence, some kind of like, um, guardian. I mean, she literally calls it a guardian angel. She's like, but the way that it communicates with her is writing on the environment in these like this like script like handwriting looking glowing letters, mm-hmm. and that stuff is like super well done because it's okay. very snappy. Like, like it'll start writing its responses like as soon as she's done say asking a question or whatever. Like, it feels very back and forth. Um, but it, it talks in these really clipped, like short answers. You know, she's like, "Who the hell are you?" And it'll just be like, "Can't say," and <laughs> okay. then like. And she'll be like, I don't. What am I doing? And it'll just be like, danger. Get out now. Like it's 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 kind of interesting and really well executed. Um, and she's like, she's like, Do you have a name? Are you guardian angel? What should I call you? And it's like, she's like, Are you Gabriel? Are you Michael? And then she just like writes Michael. Okay. So, so now she's calling this presence Michael as she's talking to it, and it's writing back to her. Interesting. Like that's the most interesting. Also, the shopkeeper, uh-huh. the the rotund yes man from the seems duke or a, something seems to yeah the duke see him or some version of him uh seems to be the villain okay in this i think they um, showed
0: that in the trailers
1: yeah so i i'll probably keep going with it cuz i'd like to see if it gets more interesting like story wise with that you know the back and forth that i was talking about like that is kind of cool but it is very much like i sure do remember this whole castle as i've been just going around unlocking different mm-hmm. parts of it like I and mean, when a, you
2: build those assets, you gotta use them again yeah, eventually.
1: Yeah, because like the intro is fairly strong to this. And then as soon as I realized, like, because I you know, I knew exactly where I was going, you know. It's like, oh, I remember this kitchen. Like I remember yeah. once I opened this door, on the other side of that is the big four way courtyard, and then sure enough, five minutes later I get through that door and there's that courtyard, you know. Um there, I mean there's like there's a there's a primary objective of like you have to find three masks to unlock the crystal that you need to remove your powers. I've got got the first of those three masks so far. So either this is a pretty short DLC or maybe I hope there's more to it. Hmm. Like, I I hope they actually added some more interesting mechanics. But so far, gameplay wise, it is like maybe a little too familiar.
0: It's 20 bucks all in, right? Yeah. For the entire package.
1: Yeah. It's like they also added some more mercenaries content. Okay. So I could see it being short. Yeah, it, it feels like it might be. There's only like five trophies for the whole thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, 20 bucks, and it's not the only thing in the box, but I, I could see it. Uh, that is the Resident Evil Village Winter's Expansion, specifically Shadows of Rose. Yes. Shadows of Rose. $20 available on wherever you got your Resident Evil Village. Uh, I can't remember where I got my... I think I'm on Xbox there. I'll have to take a look. All right. Next up here, Pentiment. Mm-hmm. Pentiment, the scripty
2: game. Yes, the, game in the murder mystery, circa fifteenth century, sixteenth century, somewhere around there. Might even be before. I don't. I don't know
0: exactly what the t-
1: they tell oh, it's, you. What the um, time's in. early fifteen hundreds, right? Yeah, is so be sixteenth okay. century.
0: This I'm going to say this again. If uh, you're not familiar with the work, uh, Name of the Rose, it is just boy. oh yeah. It, it is It's not
2: just in that ballpark.
0: Uh, <laughs> it is the home team. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have put a lot of hours into this, and this game just keeps going. Now, a lot of those hours are because you're kind of running back and forth between screens a lot, and mm-hmm. a lot of it's chewed up, just kind of getting dialogue from everybody. But uh, man, it's, I, I did not think it was going to go this long. I'm in what I'll call act three now which maybe of three i'm not exactly sure but i'm assuming Mm -hmm. the third act i like it a lot i've i've hit some things that have taken me out of it some some i don't know if they're bugs or sequence breaking or what but things that aren't logically working out the way you'd expect them to work out in a game that has you running around kind of completing logical steps For example, without giving anything away too much, I felt like I got all of the evidence I needed for something. And then when I talked to someone, they weren't acknowledging I had that I had seen all this stuff. And Andreas was saying, I just need to find out more. I'm like, dude, you have you have seen basically the bloody knife in this person's hand. Just acknowledge it. Um, Acknowledge me yeah um some weird visual stuff that doesn't bother me that much sometimes the layering in in the game is rendered like somebody will be sitting behind a table but they're rendered in front of the table so you just see them floating kind of in the air
1: i wonder Uh, if that's on purpose
0: uh it doesn't seem like it hmm. uh it seems like a rendering engine problem oh
1: oh, like like an actual bug
0: yeah 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 um because so, I, you know,
1: I know like i know through various phases of art history like perspective was not always like no handled as well as it could be and they seem like they've really done their homework on this thing but
0: this will be like um the splash effect from water will clip through a
1: wall kind oh, of oh thing. okay yeah. sure yeah. Yeah.
0: yes like that it's kind like, of stuff. like the z depth is wrong on something um but aside from that it's it's been pretty fun it's a little annoying in some of the running around that's it like I know there's no fast travel in this game and it might break the game, but sometimes I wish there were a fast travel in this game where I could just warp from the Abbey to somewhere else. Uh, And uh, tracking sometimes where you're at in a given quest line can be a little tough for me of, okay, I know I'm going to talk to these three people on my map or three icons of where I can
2: investigate, but I would love a little more tracking. There are a lot of people in this game. And you're tracking... Mm -hmm. Oh, there's a lot of... Yes, the number of characters is actually kind of astronomical.
0: Yeah, and you're tracking a lot even throughout the game in terms of who's the kid of this person and this person and what's their relationship and they have a farm here and they don't have a farm and you can get locked into... The way the game works, if we didn't make it clear last time, is you're on a ticking clock to solve a murder and, um... For example, you're on a ticking clock to solve a murder and... Doing certain actions will eat up amount of, an amount of time, so you can find yourself backed into a situation where you weren't expecting to give up so much time, and you mm-hmm. do, and you're suddenly forced to kind of present the evidence, and you're not ready yet. Right. And so, so in my playthrough, stuff has gone
2: beyond Sideways like yeah this town is ruined you were telling me a little bit about it and it sounds like uh you just straight up
0: i it's it's terrible you crashed
2: into this place (laughs) um i i feel
0: bad i have you should i things have gone really poor. i don't know how much i could have changed there are certain things maybe i would have gone done differently so i'm i'm already looking at like would i play this again just to kind of do, do things differently. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed it. and I kind of want to see where it wraps up, but boy, I feel bad about what's happening in this town.
1: This is making me want to Google the phrase, pentiment, bad ending to see if that's like a thing. Like, there, is must there be... such a thing as a bad ending in this game.
0: So there, I would almost, I almost, almost look up pentiment, good ending because it really feels like one of those games where I don't know if there is a good ending. Like you might just be <laughs> a series of unfortunate events. Um, it's, it's really interesting. And it's one of those games where you're feeling the best comes w- from when it feels very natural to the choices you made. And it feels very bad when you feel like you hear the gears grinding against each other from the choices you made. Where you're like, oh, I made it, th- you're out of sequence on this thing. Or like, I made this choice in a previous thing and you're not caught up yet in, in the sequence. And that that's a shame, but it's more good than bad. and okay. it's And it's a lot of fun. It just takes a long time to get through everything. I don't know how many hours
2: I have in it, but it feels like a lot. I think but, it's supposed to be generally average at around 20 hours.
0: Okay. I mean, it's a $20 game, and yeah. it's uh, there's a lot to it. It feels like a decent variety in the choice. I don't know if that's true. My complaints are not going to be fixed with anything aside from the technical bugs because they're part of the game. It just sucks when you go to talk to a person, and they also have, um, when you talk to a person... You will sometimes get, um, they will remember this stuff like, Hey, this person will remember this. And so when you're forced with a, a a check, let's say when I say a check, I mean like a, do you have enough points to pass this, uh, dialogue check? You might not be ready for it. And I have, Mm. I have, I have saved scummed back to be like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. I didn't mean to get into this dialogue check with this person already. I was just going to talk to them more. And you know, I reloaded back out to be like, I. that's not fair. I was not ready to go into this yet. I know what I want to do and I don't want to talk to them yet. And that kind of stinks sometimes when you're like naturally rolling into those dialogue checks and you know you're not ready yet. And, uh, uh, you know, because you're going to get evidence for people. It's fun. I'm going to try and wrap it up. Pentiment, $20 uh, out on uh, the Xbox and the PC uh, Game Pass if you got it. If you got it, if you so, got it, if you got it, it's a fun one to check out. Uh, I don't go- got it. It turns you don't, out you don't got I, it.
1: My my Game Pass ran out a week or two ago. So, you are paying retail, that twenty game, bucks. I need to. I need to. I need to re up probably.
0: <laughs> uh, game Pass
1: still a hell of a service.
0: Still a hell of a service. Not cheap, but uh, but uh, I think I still get my money's worth out of it. Um, for the PC it, and the- it,
1: I mean, it's a weird situation though, where like I was playing Scorn on. <laughs> xbox via game pass there's not much else on game pass i want to play right now but that mm-hmm. that i don't already have via other means so it's like should i sign back up to game pass right now or should i just buy school like you know, you know what i mean
0: yeah <laughs> like, oh, but my save
1: file on this game is locked up behind either i should resubscribe or maybe i should just buy this game i'm not sure
0: but you lose your um you're live as well, right? Because it was in the same bundle, I assume. So you're not yeah, paying for but Xbox I, Live. T- and I cannot
1: tell you the last time I played a multi. Well, we played Spider Hack a few, right, a few weeks ago. But that was only because you already had it on Xbox. Like we could have just as well played that on Steam. And then I, I just when we play rarely play multiple versions. We play Grounded. You're Xbox. playing on a
0: Steam version. Yeah, I'm playing, that, I'm
1: playing. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like that stuff is so scattershot now because like Grounded is fully interoperable. Like you can just buy the Steam version and play with people on Xbox all day long. Right without any extra subscription or anything, but like if I dark- wanted
0: to play against you, I would need my Xbox live on the Xbox, right? Yes.
1: Right. I believe. Yeah. Th- th- that seems I- that should be the case. Uh, yeah. and I was going to make the example of dark tide. Although, I mean, it's a totally different developer. Like it's not, it's not a- apples to apples, but like dark tide, for example, has no cross platform compatibility between steam and game pass. Hmm. So it's, it's still very much a, and like, I've got some friends that want to play Warzone that I'll probably get into and, it's, it's it's still very much just a game-by-game game thing of like, right. which version should I get? Can I play with you? Maybe. I don't know.
0: Seems like maybe stuff like first-party Microsoft stuff, Microsoft stuff a little bit more accepting of third-party interoperability.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, they can treat that stuff like a loss yeah. leader because they've got basically infinite resources and it's good for Game Pass if that stuff works yes. Versus versus like a like a fat shark or somebody that's got to like do a lot of extra work and spend a lot of of extra money to make that happen.
0: Definitely. And like pay outside for those servers. And you know, Microsoft has their, their whole, their whole network, let's say. Uh, finally here, I'll just mention God of war Ragnarok since I'm closing the book on it. Uh, got my platinum all done, finished up everything I needed to finish up. That's it. That's it. I think last time I had finished the story stuff, but now I've gone back and, done all the extracurricular let's say
1: the old first party platinum
0: the old first it seems to be the way i roll i don't know if it's the way they structure their I trophies a, yeah. or what
1: I, I think it's the way sony rolls also <laughs> yeah they've, they've got a they've got a good trend going of like hey if you play through this game you're going to be most of the way there you might most as well of just the way there
0: you- yeah there's a couple of optional things in a god of war which also i i didn't wind up busting a difficulty down but i talked to some people and they're like yeah, I just took the difficulty down and to get through some of those battles, and they don't punish you for the trophies, which I appreciate. Uh, I wound up keeping it up. There were a couple of battles, which towards the end there, afterward, which were tough but doable. And I'm not that great at video games, so it's very achievable platinum. If you, you sell are. yourself short, you're great at video games. I am, I am actually fantastic, and nobody else will be able to get that platinum. Yeah. Agreed. Good luck. Good luck out there is what <laughs> I say. Uh, but yeah. Um, my final thoughts again same as they were last time we talked about it i like 2018 better but this is a hell of a game all right we're gonna take another break we're gonna come back we're gonna talk about news microsoft back in the news um you know why
1: (laughs) i was gonna say say they never left yeah we're gonna talk about it in,
0: in a minute stick around This week's show is brought to you by Bespoke Post.
2: Alex Navarro, you know I love packages. I mean, I get them all the time. It's always an exciting time when a box arrives at your door. It is always an exciting
0: time. Sometimes I open that box and it's from Bespoke Post. And inside that box, like this week, is a knife. It's a, uh, you know, a thing I can use when I need to cut things. I think this one, I, this, I've this i gotten more than
2: a few knives from Bespoke Post. Are you trying this, to say that when you get a knife, the thing you need to do with a knife is knife? <laughs>
0: I might have gotten around to said that in a shorter way, I yes. Yeah, all right. Uh, this one was uh, specifically a uh, fishing knife, which means it's got uh, all the things you need to fillet a fish, let's say, or, or field dress a fish. Bespoke Post puts together a box of awesome, and the things inside that box range from whiskey glasses, which I've gotten, I've gotten... Uh, incense things that I still have and use in my bathroom, uh, and sometimes occasionally a knife uh, that'll go inside a kit that is themed. Because, Alex Navarro, you take a quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories, and each box is valued at around $70. But you're only going to pay a fraction of that price. This is one of my favorite parts, Alex. With each box of awesome, you're supporting small businesses. 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small up-and-coming brand. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel at any time. To get 20% off your first monthly box, sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code NEXTLANDER at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code NEXTLANDER, for 20% off your first box. boxofawesome.com, code NEXTLANDER. Thanks, Bespoke Post. All right, we are back. And the news this week, Brad Shoemaker. Black Friday. Get, Black Friday. This, what sales we got?
1: Wireless mouse, thirty percent off.
0: Oh mm-hmm. Mark up thirty percent, mark up thirty five percent, get thirty percent off. Yes. Right. I love it. Yes. Have do, you guys stopped uh, participating in that stuff really? Unless there's something I, unless I never, there's something I really want, no.
1: I, yeah. I don't do it. I did not I did not go hard on like looking for deals this year. I just okay. kind of I didn't buy a single thing and I would not have unless something like floated across my view. I wasn't, yes. I wasn't. I wasn't like sitting there refreshing deal sites or anything. Yeah. I'm just. I don't know. I uh,
0: don't know. But,
1: but that does comprise a good chunk of the video game news this week. Turns out it's basically <laughs> re- Black Black Friday and regulatory action.
0: Okay. Well, my let's, two favorite things. Well, why don't we start with the regulatory action and see where things go? Brad, um, What do we got on the regulatory action.
1: Obviously, the Microsoft acquisition of Activision has been in the news constantly since it was announced, Um, mostly in a pretty, like, tenuous or speculative capacity. You know, it was a lot of, like, will they, won't they challenge it? Will this deal go through or will it not? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: I saw a lot of stuff bubbling up in the UK. Yeah,
1: like like UK and the EU have both actually been taking a pretty close interest. Um. What was going to happen over here was pretty up in the air until this Politico scoop from last week, which literally starts with the line. The Federal Trade Commission is likely to file an antitrust lawsuit to block Microsoft's $69 billion takeover of video game giant Activision Blizzard. Oh, bother. Um, so, but I mean, like two paragraphs down, they they say a lawsuit challenging the deal is not guaranteed. The FTC's four commissioners have yet to vote out a complaint or meet with lawyers for the companies. Uh, but still seems to be potentially the direction they are leaning. I mean, like, look, we're not, we are certainly not legal experts or financial analysts. At least I'm not, I can't speak for you guys.
0: Uh, I used to be, I'm not anymore. My, my legal expertise. No, you don't practice anymore. I I I don't practice. Of course. I can't really, I have to say that.
1: Um, I mean, obviously we can't prognosticate about like how this is actually going to go most likely, but like it's, it's at least worth Pointing this out that like, hey, yeah. there's there is a decent chance that the government will move to stop this. Uh, will, will, will they actually go with, through with it? Will they be successful if they do? Who can say?
2: And there's still but, concessions that Microsoft, I'm sure, could make to in guarantees that they could make that could potentially, you know, force this thing through. It's just, you know, how much legal finagling can they do?
1: Yeah, is I mean, gre- a- greasing. Yeah, that, like that's the other kind of the other part of the of the story this week is that they this I mean, this has been coming out in various forms. Like Phil Spencer gave that interview a few weeks ago where he kind of softly said, like, hey, we'd be open to like contractually making sure Sony can keep health duty for X number of years. Yeah. Uh, Reuters is now reporting that they have straight up floated that as a possibility to EU regulators that they're open to a 10 a year deal guaranteeing that uh sony can keep call of duty on its platform it's so so that
0: like i can't push my eyeballs into my skull enough with some of this stuff because it is i mean you could try i tried it didn't make it go away okay like, like i i get it i mean this is a ridiculous deal because it is it is just monumental the nine billion dollars it is clearly market consolidation with activision and microsoft there's no way to deny that right yes i think sony in my opinion, that is not a good faith argument to stop the deal. There are a million other reasons to stop this deal. The Call of Duty one, I kind of have to be like, eh, you know, like okay, I get this is a big deal for you, but th-
2: they can't. A- but they can't push the real reason, which is that this will be potentially ruinous to our company to have this other platform holder. Hold all these cards.
0: I mean, they're they could say that, but that
1: kind of is what they're saying. It kind of is what they're saying. It is,
2: but they're like, they're harping on this Call of Duty thing because it is a specific business case thing they can point to and be like, look how much money this makes on our platform. This is a big deal. But the real thing is that Call of Duty could burn out at any time, but they also have Bethesda. They also have these other Activision properties they would be siphoning up. There's what they are what they I mean I think the real framework is the number of things that Microsoft will hold when this is all said and done, mm-hmm. specifically because of the amount of money they have to throw around compared to other companies in this space, could be extremely damaging to us, but also Sony doesn't want to look weak and say mm-hmm. like no, our playstation business it's flat like they can't do that either
1: i I am getting such a kick out of reading some of these statements from Microsoft lawyers where they are like really cheerleading the fact that they're in last place in the yes, console. That's, <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. the part where I started shoving my it's eyes into funny. my skull like dying at the there, there is very much a, we're number three. We're number yeah. three kind, of, kind yeah. of tone to a lot of this like, stuff. How is
2: the, how?
0: Yeah. Uh, you, can I read this? I don't know if this is the one you're looking at, but the, the one that starts the suggestion, that one, yes. the suggestion that the incumbent market leader, Sony with clear and enduring market power, could be foreclosed by the smallest of the three console competitors, Xbox, as a result of losing access to one title is not credible.
1: Yeah, like, yes, oh, the good lawyer talk that, right again, there. Again, that is a Microsoft statement. Yeah, saying, that's Microsoft. Hey, the smallest of the three console competitors, us. Yeah against
0: the big dogs like sony like some of this stuff and then like further on in this political story they have like kind of google weighing in and some of this stuff about antitrust stuff and just google anywhere near an antitrust thing is already suspect google saying like yeah this might not be pretty this is probably pretty bad for the industry it's like okay google all right Mm -hmm. yeah
2: okay okay
0: google and then then further on there's mention of like epics thing with google everybody is suing everybody and trying and apple, to cons- don't forget.
1: And
2: apple yeah so like Primarily everybody, apple even all these companies are getting very mad at each other
1: i mean well, you know whatever this was this was the inevitable consequence of allowing <laughs> massive consolidation you know, of, well not just that but allowing the you know the not the endless concentration of power in the hands of private tech corporations right it's yes. just like
0: it's just so weird to see like when people cross their arms, are like, "Well, the, this is too much," and be like, "Okay, this this is the one. This is the, yeah, way you're this gonna, is okay. the one. This We're is the one. We're drawing the line here." I mean, it is one of the biggest ones. It is sixty nine billion dollars worth of one, but like, I don't know. Uh, the whole thing
2: is, I don't know either, man. I, I don't it's, know. It just feels like this. Uh, this is going to just delay the inevitable, which is, I think, this deal will still end up going through. As much as Sony is is driving this, you know. This narrative of you know we're going to get our like our poor company is going to be destroyed by this again. Neither of these companies are being completely honest because yes, Microsoft might be number three in the console market, but in terms of cash on hand, they dwarf everybody. Yeah, and for PlayStation sure. yes. is not going to be ruined by one franchise not being on their platform right. anymore, which even though they're saying it will be.
1: Yeah, so yeah, you're 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 right about that. Their console business is certainly number three, but as as a corporate entity, Microsoft dwarfs Sony like a million times over. <laughs>
2: Several um, orders of magnitude.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I still feel the same way about this merger that I did when they announced it, which is like massive consolidation is alarming, but also it is impossible to imagine anybody doing a worse job of running Activision than Activision itself. So like, <laughs> I
0: mean, that is true. For, like
1: for like for that reason, like you kind of hoped that <sighs> things would get better at Activision under Microsoft. Um, who can say anyway? I mean,
0: but, yeah, I mean, you're totally right. And everybody should be concerned at that amount of consolidation. Like, it is it is not healthy. It is, even if it seems pro-consumer in terms of, hey, get these things on Game Pass. If you just get Game Pass, they are dictating parts of the marketplace that have not a lot of competition. And that's alarming. The Call of Duty argument just doesn't, I maybe mean, I'm just not a big enough Call of
2: Duty fan. To but it's, it's the biggest money thing they can point to.
0: Yeah, and as much as I would like to see Activision in more stable hands and more accountable hands, I don't know if I would necessarily be like, no, this is probably the lesser evil than Activision just kind of disintegrating and and splintering off. I I don't know. I'm I'm not I, I'm not a person with a job at Activision, so no, you know, I have no that,
2: answers for any of yeah. that.
0: It, it, either way, reading this political story and then also reading the follow up article, Brad, that you. Uh, reported here, or you you sourced to hear about the Microsoft basically saying like we'll do a deal for ten years with call just knock it off. The whole thing just makes me shove my heels of my palms into my face and be like, "What is who? What are we doing here? What are we doing here, folks? It's just bananas. It's not to mention all of these always start with sixty nine billion dollars worth of asset transfer. Yes, which is
2: just an a lot
0: of money. Yeah."
1: So I, the, I very and before the Nvidia ARM deal went down in flames, I would have very cynically said, like, of course this is going to go through. Like these deals always go through. Like they'll they'll figure out how to make it work. But then that that ARM stuff fell apart. Like it is possible. It seems like it seems like there is some renewed desire for antitrust stuff. I feel stuff like, like this, but I I still, if I had to bet on it, I still feel like this will probably happen. That's Eventually, what
2: that's that's where I am. They'll too. They'll,
1: they'll figure out a way to. Increase like, the wheels enough yeah, or make enough concessions.
2: What happens to Activision if this doesn't go through?
1: Uh, Probably, I don't know. I, they, keep, they just keep going, I guess. I mean, if, if this deal doesn't close by next June, then they have to basically start over. Uh, yeah, and at that point, kind of I doubt that they would bother.
0: Like, they still have a, a plenty of pending lawsuits going on, so... Yeah, those, that's the thing, are, is
2: I feel like they might actually be in kind of a bad situation if this does not happen for them.
0: There's mm. probably... If this doesn't happen, I bet there's a lot of board revolt that, you would, yeah. that gets reported on.
2: Oh, well, yeah, like, like
1: remember, remember all the internal strife there that yeah. sort of just, like, all was put on ice the second that this buyout got totally. announced? Mm. Like, they'll have to... I mean, like, the Kodak stuff is already dealt with, but there's still a lot of you know a lot of internal cleanup they would have to do probably instead of just letting Microsoft come in and take care of everything.
0: It's just I don't know. I'll just clarify this my position in case anybody's confused. The Sony thing with Call of Duty seems pretty silly to me. Microsoft saying that this deal would lead to more competition in the marketplace also seems also silly to me. Nonsense. So I you know, take that for what you will.
2: Yeah. I'm not taking sides here. I literally, like, I I always thought this deal was a nightmare from the get go, but I still think it's
1: going to happen.
0: Uh, all right. Uh, Brad, I'm going to segue here so you can tee up this next one. What's not going to happen anytime soon.
1: Uh, new consoles.
0: There you go. Uh-huh, okay. Nice.
1: Uh, yeah. Like this is like kind of barely news, I guess, but it did come out of some filings, uh, Related to the, I forget which investigation it is. Is it the EU's? No, it's the UK's investigation of this merger. Uh, Some filings from both Microsoft and Sony have basically both come out and said, hey, we're not shipping another console until at least 2028. Mm. Like Microsoft said that very directly. Sony's was redacted, (laughs) but Mm. you can easily read between the lines of the other statements they made around it to kind of triangulate the date uh, that they're talking about as also being that same year.
2: OK, it
1: feels fucking weird to be talking about the year 2028 in a real way. Yeah. In terms of a time when things are going to happen and not just some theoretical future flying car date.
2: I, <laughs> uh, but I anyway. assume that in saying this, they are leaving the wiggle room for potential half step consoles should the need arise. Uh,
1: well, I mean, this is not binding. This is just, yeah. you know, but uh, I mean, I, I remain I, I remain fairly convinced there will not be half step consoles this time.
2: I don't think I, they should, but I'm f- not leaving that possibility out.
1: I think I think those were a one-off consequence of 4K TVs becoming a big deal and those previous consoles shipping pretty underpowered to begin with, whereas these consoles... So, like, there's... I mean, there's multiple things here. I mean, first of all, for it to be eight years in between, like, say, the PS5 and the PS6, like, duh. Mm-hmm. Like, eight years has kind of become the standard for console mm-hmm. generations now-ish. Seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. Um But like those machines and like the previous ones were very powerful on on day one, like compared to like a like they were very competitive with like a good PC when they came out and we're still two years in, like barely seeing any exclusive games shipping for them Mm. from the platform holders. Like, you know, Ratchet and Clank help me name some other games from Microsoft or Sony that only (laughs) run on these new consoles
0: that are out now.
1: Yes. Returnal. Returnal
0: yeah god of war is both horizon west was both right yes west. halo
1: infinite is both halo infinite's both the all the forts games of course and point being like they have barely started tapping the power yeah. of these things two years in there's been supply chain issues blah 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 yeah yeah. like I we mean, got the
0: it, we got the vr the playstation vr stuff coming out maybe that'll be yeah. thing that wants to push hardware forward
1: yeah um, um the point, point being is, like, I, I, would, I would not be shocked if this console generation is longer than mm. the last couple have been for the reasons that we're talking about here. Like, not enough people have gotten them in their homes as fast as they would like, and they're not utilizing the, the current hardware yet. Do
0: you, do you think before we see a new hardware, we see a stronger footprint of the streaming stuff? Uh, I don't know like hey you can okay let me clarify that question even more mm-hmm. make it easier for you do you think Microsoft has a version of a game that is better fidelity streamed to you no. than the console okay. definitely not I don't think so so if you have an Xbox Series S can you stream a Series X version of that
1: oh, game? Oh gosh I can't remember how that stuff breaks down <laughs> Like I don't think I don't think they're offering Series X streaming
0: okay. as of now. Okay. I'd have
1: to check. I know I know they were upgrading like their data center hardware at some point. I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm nowhere near an authority on that stuff.
0: Because I I feel like that's for me that's where the next thing is going to come from. Like, does Microsoft get an app to basically play your Xbox games worked out in a way that becomes commonplace in the marketplace on Samsung TVs and LG TVs that is just like. Download the app, play, log into Microsoft oh, yeah, that's Xbox Live. Yeah, they, Lab, yeah that I remember, I remember they they announced that. Yeah, a few that's ago. what I'm saying. So like my my thing is is that the common marketplace thing versus the hardware. Like does that become the bigger mm-hmm. step for them versus like hey you know what this this con- the X series X is there and if you want the hardware it's there but you can just play all your games directly from your TV if you want.
1: Oh yeah, they absolutely would love to sign people up for. I mean, they're still losing money on every Xbox shipped as far as I know. Yeah. They, would, they would love to just have people play, pay to play the games without buying that expensive hardware
0: yeah so like um, you know Sony doesn't necessarily have that infrastructure as I mean they're trying right but
1: Yeah. They, they've, they've got you know they've got they've got the PlayStation now stuff yeah it's not maybe quite as robust I mean it seems fine the last time I used it, it
2: yeah it's functional yeah. it just has not like really announced itself in a way where like the market has like started seizing on it I, no I, 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 I streamed I
1: streamed a few of those <sighs> I forget PS One or PS Two games. I forget what I played a few months ago that I did over there streaming, and it's it's certainly better than it was when it launched like eight years ago or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think was. technically it's, like, fine. it's like, fine. Like I, I played some th- some Ratchet and Clank stuff on it. I just feel like their ecosystem doesn't feel as robust as the X ex- quote unquote Xbox experience, right? Like it doesn't yeah. feel as mature as ex- and I think like, that's his. Oh, it is not. Yeah. Uh, all right. So no consoles. Twenty twenty eight. Brad, you put this new Super Mario Brothers trailer on here.
1: Sure, I feel obligated. I don't know. What, what do you think of it? Seems fine.
0: A lot of a lot of Peach in this one.
1: Yeah, You're a little more Luigi. Yes. Uh,
0: I think Peach also sounds off to me. But mm, you know,
1: who's who's doing her? It's, I uh, forget.
0: Is it not the um? The woman from the Queen's Gambit.
1: Anya Taylor-Joy. Yes, is it, it op- is. I, I've okay. never seen her in anything, so I didn't recognize her.
2: Uh, She's good. I, I don't think of her as, like, goofy animated movie actress, but maybe I'm just underestimating her range. Mm. Yeah, but yes, this trailer... Man,
1: I don't know. I mean, it just very much felt like checking a bullet list of (laughs) let's I go Uh uh, like a Mario Kart sequence on the rainbow Uh road. Uh Um, They've got their side scrolling sequence. Uh Clearly, just there is
2: their Donkey Kong is there. Yes, the Donkey Kong beats the living shit out of Mario. Uh, Fire flowers. Um, All right, well. Let me go through what I think worked. Okay. And again, I, I, we got a question into the Q&A, which didn't end up taking this week, uh, being like, are we giving too much weight to this Mario movie? It's a kid's movie, for God's sakes. And the thing is, they're right. We absolutely are. But that's our job, to give too much weight to things that are related to video games, whether they matter or not. And so that's why we're here and we're doing this. Um, I was a big Sonic the Hedgehog movie doubter. And I'm okay. going to say that first one was better than I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. I think you can make a perfectly cromulent Mm -hmm. uh, video game movie out of these characters and do interesting things potentially with Mario. I'm not sure that I'm seeing a lot of that here, but I do think Jack Black as Bowser is good. Natural feeling. It works. I think Luigi talking this much is weird, (laughs) but Charlie Day's voice works for the character. I'm with you on there that was kind of it. I think visually it looks kind of nice, but other than that, I'm not sure that much else really did anything for me.
0: I, why? So that in the, in the direct, they have Seth Rogen talking about the role. Why does everyone mention the play 10 direct or the, the, the play 10, play choice, Mario, play choice,
1: 10, that's, I very much read that as like, here's my deep cut to prove my Nintendo cred. But yeah. Here's that, my, also like Chris Pratt said maybe like, didn't he say when he played Mario in the arcades um, yeah, think, yeah or the laundromat or whatever it was he said I mean granted that was kind of the, that was the way you would have played Super Mario Brothers in an arcade back in yes. the day. to you be know, fair like, but like also I never I South never Rogue saw didn't a, he have a Nintendo like I never saw a play choice 10 in the wild
0: <laughs> yeah like that's a weird thing is like why are people just not people but the two people that have mentioned ever since they played Mario have not said ever since they played Mario on a Nintendo like
2: w- I could not begin to tell you why that is the case, and I find this <laughs> equally baffling, so you're not alone on that. Okay, like,
0: it just seems like if I were to take a bet, 99.9 people I asked would be like, where did you experience Mario for the first time on a Nintendo
2: a home Literally console? Literally on the NES I got for Christmas.
0: And a couple of people would say, I played Mario Brothers, the original Mario Brothers in an arcade, or something like that. Like you yeah. know, or Or
2: I played Donkey Kong, does that count? yeah it's a, I don't know it's just a weird it's a weird it's one. it's fairly baffling. I'm not disagreeing with you um yeah, I don't know something about the nature of this trailer in particular, the way they were just going through the beats of here's a thing you recognize. here's another mm. thing you recognize. look, we're doing a fucking Mario Kart level, isn't that uh, cute? A tanuki suit. It felt very like. Didactic like very like uh, You know we are hitting like We have to hit a, a beat here we have to get a Recognizable thing here like it was all Too mathematically designed To make you go ooh And ah at these specific things I don't know how any of that coheres into a movie That is actually like a story and not Just a greatest hits collection of Mario stuff I think it's Gonna be fine it'll probably be fine We are overthinking this I understand That but yes if you are If you are
0: comparing it as a response to the um, original and infamous Mario Super Mario Brothers movie. Boy, feel it's not like, that. I feel like it is a response to that in like, oh no, this one we're going to hit your nostalgia bone over and over and over again. Yes. Whereas that movie was... We were going to play that shit like a fiddle.
2: Yes. Instead of just Mario who... But, you know, again, I'm saying Sonic the Hedgehog came out was better than everyone pretty much thought it was yeah. going to be. The second movie did very well. There is actually a higher bar to clear here than just not making that previous movie again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When does this come out? It's soon, isn't it? April.
1: April. Oh, okay. April not as as 7th.
0: Not as soon as I thought. When's the next um, uh, Avatar movie coming out?
1: Like two weeks. Okay. Anybody yes, that is a
0: holiday
2: movie.
0: Am I excited to see that?
1: No,
2: mm, I'm excited to see if people show up for it. That's it. Oh, that's all I'm really interested up. in.
1: People will show up. I think I thought, they
2: will, but I wonder what the drop off is going to be. What
1: was what was Cameron just saying about how much it had, how much business it needs to do to actually break even, though?
2: I miss that, but I'm sure a it's a lot. lot.
1: Like I think he said it needs to be. Yes, he, <laughs> he said it needs to make two billion dollars to break even. Lifetime. Uh, I bet
0: it
2: could make 2 billion.
0: Oh, to break even. Oh boy. The Uh, other thing,
2: the other thing that he said is that, uh, he's only going to make probably about six more movies and half of those are going to be, that's the
1: thing I like, I don't hate the first avatar. Like it was kind of an interesting experiment when it was made, but for being one of the, probably the best directors in modern history, to spend most of the rest of his filmmaking career on more Avatar, yeah, just kind of hurts. I mean, you know, more power to him <laughs> to do what he wants, but
2: boy, howdy!
0: I saw the tra- we went to the movies uh, to go see that new Pixar or Disney movie, the strange Strange Land or Strange World, Strange something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw the Avatar trailer, and it did nothing for
1: me. Like, yeah, like I came out of that, av- that 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 I I came out of the first trailer for that thing feeling like I had seen the whole movie. Like, holy I like, cow. Okay, I know I know exactly how this is gonna go.
0: Just like n- n- like no interest. And I don't know, maybe I've changed, but like I clearly I have. It just nothing. 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 I do want to see that um I almost <laughs> I almost was asked my wife if we could take the kids to go see that um what was it, the onion? The uh the detective movie. Uh, oh, Glass Onion. Yeah. I was like, do you think we can just go bring the kids? Is it bad to take an eight-year-old to this? Uh, but we wound up seeing that Disney movie instead. I really want to see it. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to get a chance to. Anyway, the, the Mario movie, April. Brad, you've got one more story on here.
1: Hell yeah, I do. Tezo take- is making a new Genesis game, and more importantly, he is making a new Genesis soundtrack. <laughs>
0: So I did not know. Uh, is it Yuzo? Is you say Yuzo?
1: Yuzo Koshiro, the god.
0: Okay. I did not know uh, Yuzo by god status. I, I, like, I all, didn't know the god was his honorific, all, but okay. All,
1: all you really need to know is that he was the composer of the, of all of the Streets of Rage soundtrack. or okay. Streets of Rage music for the Genesis, but also Revenge of Shinobi and Act Razor and like a lot of the best fucking music of the 16-bit era came from this man. Okay. Um, and I, I forgot, I, I just think of him as a composer. I forgot that he also did some game development, some game design. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess Beyond Oasis was the last game he worked on in that capacity. But it was
2: mostly in that era, right? Like that 16-bit era?
1: I don't know what he has been... I, you know, I've looked him up from time to time because his music is so goddamn rad to like see, like, Hey, what is he doing now? Maybe I could go listen to that. And, like, he kind of... I want to say he had to do with a lot of like square enix stuff. Mm. Kind of say in the no background, more. like a lot I of JRPG. I th- I think he maybe worked on a lot of JRPG stuff. I think like okay, yes, he did some puzzle and dragon stuff, so I think he's probably been in mobile land a little bit here and there. Um like not as prominent as he used to be. Uh oh, that's right. He he did like one thing for Street Rage 4. Like they made a big deal out of that when that game came out. They were like, hey, we got Yuzo Koshiro for a track. Um, anyway, just out of nowhere on Twitter, he's just like, hey, we're making a new Genesis game. Yes, I'm doing the soundtrack. Uh, by the way, it's a side-scrolling shooter.
0: So how do you play it? Or how would one play it?
1: Uh, I mean, he's, he said in a different tweet, like, they're exploring release options. Like, they might have a physical release. Um, would it
0: be a ROM otherwise? No, they can sell it on
1: steam or whatever. Like that's how, okay. So it like, doesn't necessarily
0: how, have to play on the hardware.
1: Yeah. Like that's how that digital clips release of that garbage, pale K- kids game was the drew worked on. Like, okay. They did not put out a ROM or th- there is a limited physical release of that thing, but it's primarily like sold on steam in a launcher okay. that can run it or not just steam. I believe that's on consoles as well. Um, but this is just straight up a classic eight 16 bit era side scrolling shooter with again new music from him <laughs>
2: like <laughs> on the, the immediate on, visual i saw look kind of like life force
1: on, mm. yeah it, sure yes that's not a bad description but like just him him making more music on the platform that made him a legend is just mm. kind of fucking incredible uh, to think about and very exciting um i follow him on twitter let's see he's tweeted some other random stuff <laughs> I'm thinking about which beat is the best for the first stage b g m to go with six eight typical Konami beat or four four general or odd cool but unsuitable hmm i love I love knowing now that in his opinion six eight is the typical konami beat
0: <laughs> I like that as that sounds well. about right yeah yeah
1: uh this is very exciting if you're a nerd about sixteen bit stuff
0: see, I didn't have a genesis, so I feel like my nostalgia. Especially like Streets of Rage stuff, just isn't there. Just I d I don't have it. They have a Super Nintendo though.
1: Yeah. So. Well the thing about that Yamaha chip in the Genesis, it was also in like a ton of arcade hardware and stuff, so like that sound is very prolific. Mm. Like if you if you hear the drums and the bass from from that thing, like you you will recognize it if you've been in an arcade.
0: Hearing that six eight, the typical Konami beat. Alright, well no other, obviously no other release date or anything like that. No, no, there's not even a name
1: for it. Like, it's just a couple of photos off of a TV screen Uh, uh, of whatever it's going to be. I think he says something somewhere in here about coming up with like a temporary project name so they don't know anything about (laughs) what it's going to be called or when it's coming out, but very exciting.
0: And his company is called Ancient Corp?
1: Uh, Yes, Mm -hmm. I believe that's right.
0: Very good. All right. That's it for the news. I'm going to wrap things up here. Uh, talked about Need for Speed Unbound, mm-hmm. Evil West, Resident Evil Village, the Winter's expansion, uh, Pentiments. I'll touch on a little God of War there. And of course, the news. Uh, We do have emails. We're not going to get to them this week, but we have emails. If you want to send them to us, you can send them
1: to Brad Shoemaker. I've got this one right here entitled One Quick 40K God Emperor Fact from Anders. Okay. Since Vinny mentioned the God Emperor of Mankind being Jesus and Brad seemed to perk up. uh, Here's another fun bit. The Emperor is implied to have been St. George Mm -hmm. and the dragon he defeated wasn't slain. It was imprisoned inside the planet of Mars. Of course. Uh, said dragon might also be the void dragon, essentially an elder god who eats suns and does technology. Ask Vinny about the Necrons and the Mechanicus. Oh. 40k is batshit, everything to 11, and it's a pretty fun thing to read about.
0: Necrons are pretty I, fun to read about. The poor I, I
1: talked to some people on the Discord about 40k since we talked about it previously in the last couple of weeks and uh. have come to realize how tongue-in-cheek and self-aware it seems to be.
0: At least in the beginning in the early days or
1: yes like uh, yeah, I guess there's definitely the thought that as games Workshop got more corporate,
0: mm.
1: it's gotten way more serious about itself, but some of the origins of that thing seem like i can I can respect it a lot more, knowing that it
0: a little more punk
1: knows how over the top it is, and yes uh fair fair amount you- of like. Expl- <laughs> Explicit anti Margaret Thatcher stuff in there early on, which is like okay, I can get behind this. Yeah, like how it's like what forty thirty years, thirty five at least from the eighties, I think. Jeez.
2: So when they get hit the fortieth anniversary for that thing, it's going to be nothing but Warhammer that year, right? I mean, we already get five of those games a year, but more the forty
0: k fortieth anniversary.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right,
0: if you want to send in your God Emperor tales, you can send them to. podcast at nextlander.com that's right
1: podcast at nextlander.com
0: podcast at nextlander.com that's where the emails go and then we uh, read them on this here show once we gather up a few of them there their emails Uh, we also have merch is still up you can go check that out post is on the Patreon of course you can support us over at patreon.com slash nextlander Find a tier that's right for you. Join everyone over there over on that $10 tier getting ready for another Never Been a Better podcast. We got to go record that this week for December. We've got the WatchCast going on. We've just uh, wrapped up our Star Trek back-to-back-to-back-to-back episode, and we are getting ready to record Michael Clayton. Hell yeah, we are. Michael Clean. That's the one that'll go up on the ten dollar tier next week. Yes. Where this movie is pretty good. I've never seen it.
2: And the whole schedule for the watchcast for the month of December will be up on the uh the Patreon uh the day this goes live for everyone.
0: Nice. Nice. Uh I mean, just a reminder that Watchcast is not a we sit and watch the movie, we have watched the movie. Yeah. And we talk about that. We're movie. having a convo. Combo yeah. about the movie. If you missed it, the Ramble cast this week had one Patrick Klepek talking about giant skeletons on his front lawn. Mm-hmm. And not just team. any giant skeleton, his giant skeleton, his giant skeleton. Well, that, Bones. not his inside giant skeleton. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can catch that on the Ramble cast this week. Uh, On Monday, Brad and I got into um, some AI art generation stuff and went back to Hunt Showdown. The
1: the hottest, only the hottest competitive games around here. Yeah. We, I'm just going to say, went out on top. Hunt Showdown's still pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty good stuff. Uh, We've got a grab
0: bag coming up on Thursday and a patron's choice on Friday. If you want to go vote and you're in the appropriate tier over on that Patreon, Go vote now. Do we know who is in the lead on the Patreon? Last last we looked, I think Truck Simulator yeah, is currently last, the lead. Uh-oh. I haven't
1: I haven't looked today, but Truck Simulator was massively in the lead, which is oh my god. Expected.
0: But. Okay, we'll do some truck maybe on, on yeah. Friday here. Oh, maybe, you nice wanna, maybe you want to maybe you want to get in there too, Vinny, and we can uh, we can convoy up. Convoy. I got I got a racing wheel. Is that, we might also need to
2: buy some DLC if we do that.
0: Oh, boy. I have so much of it already. There's more. If,
2: there's always more. They add Montana. They added Texas. I can't remember. Is it native co-op or do we have to do a third-party thing? There's that, like that a online, like, I can host an instance, and I think you okay. can have like a limited number of players in there.
0: Natively? Or is it like a third-party thing? I,
2: I don't I think I don't remember. I think it's their servers. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: check all that stuff out coming out this week. Again, details over on the Patreon where you can find the tiers that support us and keep us going, all of this that you hear and you listen to and you see can't do it without you, over there at patreon.com slash nextlander. There is one tier, the Mysterious Benefactor tier, that gets their names read on this here show. Alex Navarro, Mm -hmm. can you read for the fine listeners
2: out there this week's mysterious benefactors i sure can this week's mysterious benefactors are john richardson vornak vinnie's giant booga Boogas, kelly f james smith brian lussier skywarp john hubbard sean miller brad's midsize hoodoo voodoo evan cook mark wilhelm jm jerry lee gary pesky robert fisher john mcginnis Bunny Thorpe Couch Sleep Crimes Peter Reardon Thomas Lynn, Jad Rita Statics Andrew Jackson razgriz 2 Brian Murphy Trevor and Adrian R Kevin Velado Randy Duax Andrew Teepkin Alex Wu It's Me JP Matt Clements Jr. Edward Cheek Andrew Slosky Michael Jonathan Black Steve Lynn, Matthew Herrig David Campos, and Tyler Trees.
0: Those are our Mysterious Benefactors for this week. Thank you to everyone who has supported us. Thank you to our Mysterious Benefactors. Thank you to everyone who has watched or listened or spread the good word is out there wearing a Nexlander hat. Once again, cannot do it. Just can't do it. It's just, just a it's just a fact. It's
1: not it's not it's, just, it's not just a catchy
0: tagline. So we had to turn down seventy billion dollars from Microsoft because we wanted to be here for you. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know. A lot of people thought it would consolidate the industry too much. A lot of people said it's not fair for Nextlander, the dominating force in the video games coverage industry, to be consolidated with Microsoft.
1: Can't have this much podcasting power under one roof just can't Straight. have it
0: so now we rely on the on on you fine folks who are listening out there these are the choices we made we hope you make the right choices too thanks everybody for supporting us thanks for listening we'll be back next week thanks alex navarro welcome back thank you thanks brad shoemaker thank you. we'll be back next week with another next lander podcast see ya